This episode of Off My Shelf contains coarse language and adult conversation. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, my name is Tracy James and welcome to Off My Shelf, a podcast of movies that are well off my shelf, where we go through my DVDs and talk about the movies in my collection. In this episode, Mike Suderman is here to chat about the nerdy Simpsons cousin of a show, Futurama. Welcome! Hi! <laughs> uh, thanks for joining me uh, this morning for this recording. Yeah, thanks for having me on to uh, bloviate about another uh, show that I love. <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs> I do must admit, you're picking some real nerdy shows, so yeah. I'm, I'm okay with all of this. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like cooler people can talk to the cooler shows. It's uh, but you know this uh, this this nerdy corner is where I've I've got uh, I feel more at most at home. Yes, yeah. I mean, when you have uh, when you have jokes that are based on what being what is it the sum of two cubes. It's, yeah. It's fun. Yes. <laughs> you can't you can't go nerdier than that. You're like math jokes. Yes. <laughs> exactly. How else are you going to make a joke about two robots with serial numbers that uh, are expressible as the sum of two cubes and also <laughs> look the same? <laughs> Except for an evil Oh, flexo. Yes. <laughs> um, I must admit, I have thoroughly enjoyed rewatching the two volumes of Futurama that I have, which actually, according to IMDb, spans three seasons of the show. Because I think what the last two episodes of volume two is in season three. I don't know why, but it, it yes. aired in a strange order. I, I don't, I can't remember exactly why, but um, in airing order, I think that the first season, there was a season break just before the Titanic episode. Mm. So instead of the Slurms worm episode being the, uh, the season, fin- season one season finale, it, w- it ended up being like mid season somewhere. I don't know. A little bit later. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm kind of happy that episode wasn't a season finale because the, I forgot how gross that episode is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was watching it and I was just like, I'm feeling nauseous. Why? It's a cartoon worm. This is this is weird. It's it's yeah. What's happening? <laughs> yeah, I, I like I have it's it's one of my favorite episodes and I've watched it a lot, but on mm-hmm. this rewatch, yeah, I was a little bit more maybe it's just pandemic i'm more aware of germs or whatever i just my my brain is tuned to a different thing but yeah that that worm slurm queen is just like way grosser than it's been on any of the many (laughs) rewatchings exactly (laughs) Uh, oh also the teeth falling out like that really got me where yeah yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah definitely definitely Yeah. Um, there were just too many things in that episode, and every time something happened, I was like, "Oh my god, that's wrong! Please stop! <laughs> Please stop. I beg of you." Oh man! Um, but like, I think that's one thing I really like about the show is that no matter how "quote unquote" over the top it gets, it still manages to be really funny. Like, yeah, it made me queasy, but I was laughing the whole time. You know? Yeah. So it was fine. <laughs> It, um, it 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 sits in that like kind of strange place, at least for me, where it's it's character driven enough um, that it's still got that like Simpsons King of the Hill '90s feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the like the jokes are irreverent enough that it's and and like uh, non sequitur enough that it's like 
kind of makes me think of those like really good seasons of the Simpsons or, or other stuff before it gets full family guy, you know, where, where it was, it was literally just like kind of word association and stuff like that, which can also be funny, but is like, I, I, and I should say off the top of this podcast that I'm, I'm only really familiar with the like original run of Futurama before the multiple reboots. But uh, yeah, it just, it, it, for me, it threads that needle between like, there's enough, actual character stuff that it always keeps the show grounded in some way, like in, in some kind of uh, characteristic, like, like at least the characters, I care about the stakes for them uh, a little bit, bit more than just like, Oh, I wonder what Peter Griffin's going to get up to the, today, you know? Yeah, so. no. And I completely agree with you. And I think um, that's one of the reasons why, like my, my biggest complaint about this show is the first episode. Like the pacing is off. It's so slow. And yeah, I mean, that happens to a lot of shows because the first episode is all about just introducing the world and introducing the characters. So it takes a little bit more and you don't care about anything yet. So you're just like, oh, why am I looking at this? And despite the fact that I know all the characters and I know what's coming after, my complaint is still, why does this episode suck so much? Mm. (laughs) It's like, it's not, it's not... I don't know. It's, it suck is a strong word, but there's just something... there are far worse episodes. I think. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> for <some> sure. Real <laughs> um, but at the same time, I watch it and I'm like, oh god, that was the first episode of the show. I mean, I guess it set it up, and then as soon as the second episode starts, it's like off running. And yeah, you're just like, yeah, yeah. oh, this is amazing. Of course, yeah. this is why this stayed around, right? <laughs> so, I mean, I'm glad this is. I, well, I guess like with Matt groaning behind it, they wouldn't have canceled after the first episode, which is great. Yeah. Because I think if this was like his first show and that was the first episode, I think it would have been one of those things where they're just like, yeah, nobody watched it. And don't, don't, we're not going to bother with this anymore. It would not have made it to that second episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas because he had that space to do one episode, then the next one, you know, he was allowed to actually like build on it. And I'm so happy that it worked out that way because from the second episode on, I laughed throughout the whole thing still. Like I just yep. I laughed my ass off. Yeah. So it's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny because the first episode, it has a lot of stuff in it that like uh, either they, they only reference tangentially again, or like, um, like, so, you know, the whole story is about these career chips and this, like, he's going to be, marked as a delivery boy forever uh mm-hmm. by getting this this career chip implanted but then they like never uh like one episode again at least during the 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 four original original volumes uh i think that they refer to it again it's not until season four with the b like the 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 uh space honey or something uh that they talk about the career chips uh well- like Sorry, no. Um, they oh, talk I'm, about could it be wrong. in the episode with the girlfriend comes back. She's also frozen. Oh yeah, yeah, because she gets yeah. unfrozen. You're right. You're yes. right. Absolutely. Um, it comes back there, and um, it also comes. Oh yeah, no, but that's the same episode where her like ex coworkers come over, and they have like a poker game. Is that the same episode? No, that's yeah. a different episode. But I don't think they mention career chips specifically. But there, they specifically show that, like, oh yeah, you can just get fired and stuff. Like, like Bender has multiple jobs over the course of the show. Like, they all end up getting getting multiple jobs. But yeah, 
it's it's not like this weird pseudo i don't know cast system or whatever you would call it like yeah um, it's like you can we made it easy by giving you a career chip but you can really do whatever you want is pretty yeah much what yeah. the show says yeah 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 also uh like they, they reference it more often i think than the career chips but the suicide booths uh yes, just like uh i i remember <laughs> uh listening to to an interview where they said that um one of the network notes that came back was why is there a lineup for a suicide booth on new year's eve <laughs> that's pretty grim <laughs> like it's not even just that suicide booths exist it's not even <laughs> is that on new year's eve you have to line up mm-hmm. I, but, I, I mean i often I'm wonder gonna... about that guy who goes in just before friday right. that's true right <laughs> You're just like, um, okay, take him out, sure. Ooh, yeah, sure. Uh, um, but to make it slightly more grim, I mm-hmm. completely understand why there's a lineup because you know the holidays are the most depressing time of year. Totally and understand. Statistically, that is known. Suicide rates go up, calls to hotlines go up, people end up in emergency more often for like doing stupid things. Um so I think this was just a future representation of that. Um, I, think, I think that's reasonable. The first time you see it, you think it's funny. Um, I mean, I thought it was funny. Um, but then the more you watch it, and like maybe it's just the older that I older I get and closer to death. You know? <laughs> um, I'm just like, oh, that's dark, man. Yeah. Seriously, that is yeah, so yeah. dark. Yeah. <laughs> it's super dark uh which i i i really like i i also really like because yeah in the first in the first episode like yeah not everybody's characters are are fully settled yet not even the voices are kind of off um but bender is already there trying to scam the suicide booth out of a yeah. quarter like, <laughs> it's just like that part of him was from scene one <laughs> yeah we're like the characters we know we know fry we know bender go yep. and yeah. like yeah neither of those characters have changed throughout the whole show which is great um but everybody else did little tweaky changes and here and there and stuff but even a couple of the characters weren't introduced until the second episode and you know what i'm fine with it everything's good yeah yeah this yeah. the second episode is also great uh mm-hmm. where the, the he's still so excited about the about the future and he's like mm-hmm. the moon we're going to the moon i'm gonna be like an astronaut <laughs> and, then, and then they like they get to the moon before he's done his countdown from 10 yeah yeah. Which is, I mean, tell you the truth, if I woke up in some future time or whatever, and all these things that people are considered to be normal, yep. it, I did blow my mind. I mean, like, just think about, for example, podcasting. Think about at home, I can record my own thing. But think about somebody from like the 1950s coming to now and they'll be like, you can do that? What is this screen? How is it so small? How are you talking to someone else? Like it would blow their mind. Or even if you think about like, you know, people who live in metropolises, people are just like, like Toronto, for example, you know, they live in like, I don't know, some place else. And they're just mm-hmm. like, oh my God, we're going to Toronto. We're like, okay, that's nice. To them, yeah. just, oh, the buildings and there's Absolutely. stuff to do and walk Everybody has most of the yeah, access to most of humanity's knowledge uh, in their pocket 
but we mm-hmm. use it to spread dog memes and uh, you know conspiracy theories. <laughs> um, dog memes are much more interesting than I agree. knowledge. I'm just yep. saying. Yeah. 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 Well, even yeah. even the uh, the episode, it's so it feels so retro watching the Futurama episode where they log on to the internet, right? Like that 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 they have to. There's a joke about. Um, they have to log off so he can use the phone line. Like those that's... are my two notes. I'm like, is AOL still a thing? And do people understand? We used to have to like get off the internet to use the phone. Like, did yeah. you remember this? Yeah. So I mean, I remember it very clearly. Oh, for um, sure. You know, being up and and trying to download something, um, and your mom picks up the phone and you're like, it's been downloading for six hours, and it's yeah. long. You know, yeah, like it's Mambo number five or something just like, i'm never gonna get it <laughs> yeah so, yeah i got yeah. I, I really have to download this uh smashing pumpkin song on napster <laughs> <laughs> that was that was advanced that was, that that was, was before advanced, like yeah like you just had to dial in to i think my first taste of home internet was uh the U- university of toronto had like a uh free net internet like you could do mm. some really basic browsing if you dialed into some modem at the university of toronto yeah. somewhere i i don't know how it all got set up but uh I, no yeah. um i've been lucky um my dad and my brother are both tech nerds mm-hmm. um they're just really into like uh, technology and all this kind of stuff and um so i have had a computer in my life since i was like that since i can remember actually so I don't know, like four. Yeah. Um, wow. And like my brother used to be on BBS systems and all that kind of stuff, like very early on. And then as soon as we could get internet at home, we got internet at home and we got a whole bunch of those AOL discs. Yeah. Like every other week, just put another <laughs> disc in. And I think you got like 40 hours per disc or something. And <laughs> the thing is, we forgot about all of those things for a long time until we were moving out of our house. Yeah. And in the basement, we found stacks of these discs. I don't wow. understand why we kept them. I don't understand why we didn't just throw them out or something. But we found, like, I'm sorry, there's probably a couple hundred of these discs. <laughs> I'm not so, kidding. So what is this, 8,000 hours of internet? Or 80,000 <laughs> hours of internet? Come on. <laughs> how how does this math work? Like, why is are like- these here? What? What is happening? <laughs> It was hilarious. Oh, that's cool. Um, but yeah, that was just like a throwback. I'm like, oh, I remember those days. And go yeah. to MSN. And then we like upgraded to ICQ. And every every two minutes, it was like, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Yeah. And then yeah. there's, you know, what's happening, Yeah. But like, just, just even the idea that like the internet is like, like you're either on the internet and then you're off the internet, right? Like not yes. the, the, like us where we're just kind of immersed in internet fog mm-hmm. at all times. It's at all like, times, yeah. Yeah, like mm-hmm. the the idea of that they go to the internet and uh, all the, f- the the all the chat rooms and the filthy chat room and the filthy filthy chat room. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Like it's so weird to think about it that like they were envisioning three like the year three thousand, but their envision of it was is so retro. I guess that's kind of like any sci fi that's not yeah current. Mm-hmm. their vision of the future is just so much different than what it used to be because it was we just couldn't imagine a world where we were online all the time or or that you know i don't even i'm trying to think of different references to 
Futurama and I can't right now, but that's, um, yeah, I don't know. No, I, Cause it's, it's totally weird. Uh, and obviously cause um, all of the writers on this show were like the biggest nerds ever. And yes. so obviously they thought they knew that, I mean, they're all sci-fi nerds. So they, they know that this comes up with any sci-fi. So uh, apparently that was the thinking behind um, in the pilot episode where Fry gets frozen and you have the montage of earth getting destroyed, like civilization mm. getting destroyed over and over the, their, their thing, like, obviously it's whatever, it's a comedy show. They joke around it. it, it they have all that artistic license anyway. They didn't need to do this, but the, the thinking was that if, society had crumbled two or three times that they could get away with justifying certain technology that's basically not advanced at all other technology that like advanced a whole bunch because like this like upheaval caused like yeah. certain things to get lost or forgotten like uh all the all the videotapes were destroyed uh during the second coming of jesus as apparently the only major major <laughs> issue was that uh, old episodes of Ally McNeil that had been taped no longer exist. No, wasn't it? It's something McNeil. Yeah, single yeah. female lawyer. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> uh, yeah, like one of the things that I was watching the show and I always used to complain about like, like, why are they getting what old New York was supposed to be, like, wrong? Like, I don't understand yeah. how they get this wrong. And then I was thinking about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, because in the first episode, everything was destroyed and came back, like, medieval and then was destroyed and then came back as, like, you know, futuristic or whatever. And then, of course, there was the second coming in Christ in there somewhere. <laughs> um and I was just like, oh, yeah. Zombie Jesus. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I was so sad. He only said that once in this volume yeah about that um but uh but yeah i was just like i was like oh yeah everything would have been destroyed all records would have been destroyed all those people would Mm -hmm. be dead so yeah it'd be like us digging up pharaohs right now and be like oh this was a thing you're like we shit in that pot what's wrong with you you're weird yeah 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 yeah. well yeah i mean you think about how much uh we don't know about like a a thousand years ago like that Mm. that's like early like very early medieval like we know a few things but like how they lived their lives in in broad strokes like there's just huge portions of of uh of the stuff that they don't they didn't write down or there was like illiteracy because it was just all apprentice to like, I, I don't know. I've been watching a lot of this stuff about like uh, how they manufacture different products. And because it was all apprentice to master teaching, teaching, teaching there, mm-hmm. like er- everybody who had ever made this thing knew what they were talking about. So they didn't feel the need to explain to, uh, to somebody who had never done it before anywhere yeah. that they had written down so they're like yeah yeah just do it in the usual way everybody just knows right like yeah. and so like you imagine what how much we would like we could potentially lose about a thousand years into the future where like i don't know we probably have excellent records from s- certain aspects of life and mm-hmm. other stuff totally disappear i don't know I, really i i think right now because of the internet and um even maybe like 15 years ago and stuff when they had all those like live journal all that kind of stuff that shit even if you can't access it that shit is still somewhere 
okay mm-hmm. and yep. and you know with like twitter and and instagram and people are just like posting shit like i ate breakfast today this is what it was mm-hmm. i did this today blah 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 i think in the future they're gonna have a unless unless the second coming christ happens let's, <laughs> let's put that out there yeah uh, people are gonna have a really good highly idea. electromagnetic event that would yeah be. that <laughs> would be exactly um uh they'd have a very good idea of like how life is right now because everybody has access to, well, not most have access to everything. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, and that's one of the things I find really, really interesting. Like I'm, I'm not going to be around for this, of course, or unless I do cryogenically freeze myself or whatever, (laughs) but I am so curious, like what museums of the future are going to be because I mean, you can't, there's not going to be any archaeology of it. There's not going to be, like, most of our relics are going to be, like, digital because they're going to have, like, a whole, you know, meme ward of, of the, <laughs> the, like, the the ROM or something. Like, it's going to be crazy, right. right? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, when you think about it, I mean, you think about, like, oh, classical music and they've got, like, hardcore gangster rap in it. Like, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be weird. Definitely. Definitely yeah. weird. <laughs> so we'll see yeah. I, I, yeah. Think, I think our future is going to be slightly different than in Futurama I, I hope so it, uh, like I said it's a little bit grim I hope in a thousand years we've figured out maybe different ways to approach the holidays where we don't yeah. need to sign up for a suicide boots or uh, um, we don't have don't murderous like Santa, Claus Santa Claus robots yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, or, uh, you know, we don't have to have uh, back alley dealers in alien organs where uh, um, he, we get sold Z-ray eyes and gills. <laughs> what? That's the one thing I do want. What are you talking about? <laughs> do more of the next. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I actually think, um, despite the dangers of it, um, mm-hmm. I actually think the future represented in Futurama is quite optimistic, to be okay. honest. Because, um, I mean, it's not like Star Trek optimistic. Like, Star right. Trek optimistic is like, like that's a different level of optimistic, <laughs> okay? It's crazy. Um, but, like, it's relatively optimistic based on sci-fi that is out there. Because a lot of sci-fi, especially through, like, the 80s and 90s and early 2000s it was all about like oh it's just the apocalypse and you're gonna have to oh, forage yeah. for food and yeah. kill each other like that was like 80 percent of the sci-fi from that time period and like mm-hmm. right now it's um it's more about like the future we're gonna have really cool things but we're also gonna have more evil people yeah, we're gonna be able to be more evil than ever yeah. before, and yeah. you're just like, well, that's even it's even a darker future. Whereas I find with this, it's like, you know, people are doing relatively well. Sure, there's robots. Sure, there's poverty. It's just like our time right now. Some things are good, some things are bad, but overall, it's it's okay. You get to you can fly around in spaceships and be a delivery boy. It's it's good. We'll have a yeah, good time. yeah. The uh, so. the picture of um uh um 
New York traffic congestion in there's a newsreel where uh, yeah. they 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 show uh, the those like transport tubes just crammed with people like I feel like oh <laughs> that's a little grim but yeah you're right yeah. <laughs> they're still building new infrastructure yeah didn't Elon Musk say he was gonna build something like that or some oh, kind of fancy tube that guy transport thing yeah 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 <laughs> the the whatever the loop the yes the, the loop yeah, yeah. hyperloop yeah. yeah yeah um yeah i mean <laughs> i'm looking forward to it i don't want to be the first person in it but yes i'm, I'm looking All forward right. to it mm-hmm. that'd be cool yep yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um yeah no you're right it is it is a it, like it, it uh it is kind of an optimistic thing they've terraformed mars they've done you know a lot of things it's a little bit more um uh you're saying like 90s sci-fi is is pretty was pretty grim so like Mm -hmm. it's it's more of um uh a demolition man view of the future than like uh a t2 version of the future is that is that fair to say pretty (laughs) fair to say i mean when you think about it though like um demolition man is also pretty dark like yeah there's what is it san angeles they live in yeah um and it's like a new city under cocteau um, why do I remember these things? It's fine. <laughs> I have watched that movie like 800 times and I'm very <laughs> sad it's not in my collection, but it's okay. Um, yeah, because um, you would have gone through it already. Oh, yeah, I would have. And I would have yeah. talked about it for like hours. Okay, <laughs> it's fine. Just, just it would be like, it'd be like 45 minutes just on the three seashells. Like that's yeah. That would, yeah. Um, There's a Taco Bell in every corner. <laughs> God. <laughs> Um, but like even in uh, in that version, it's you know for a fact that there has been catastrophe, and this is a walled city, so right. you don't know what outside that wall looks like. A mm-hmm. and B, half of their civil, like their populace, is underground because what's above ground, though it looks nice, is excessively oppressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and the difference between as long as you stay above ground in that world, it is relatively positive. Mm-hmm. Um, but by the end of it, it does bring out that darker aspect of it. Whereas in Futurama, yeah, it shows little dark elements because all societies have little dark elements. But whether you're above ground uh, on like on Earth or you're in space, everything the- is relatively good for most. Right, but they have the literal exact thing that you just described with the mutants underground. <laughs> the, the sub, I don't know. That, that's a pretty grim, like, uh, existence yeah. for the for the sewer mutants, and they're, yeah, okay. they're haunted by the El Chupacabra. But that's true. Like in these, in this first, like these two volumes, there's only one episode that deals with the sewer mutants. Yeah. Yeah. They come in more regular later on, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Well, because eventually uh, we find out that Leela's parents are from down there. Spoiler yes. alert. For us. Spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> uh, this is, it's only 22 years old. It's fine. Oh um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh. Anyway. You're welcome. Sorry. That was um, just the, the sound of me aging. Yes. <laughs> um. Uh, that's that's true yeah i didn't i didn't really think about it that way yep but that, it, i guess uh, it's like because they live in old new york underground and then it's like a bayou for some reason yes you know yeah okay yeah i did forget about <laughs> it okay so never mind there is a dark 
part to it. There's also, a lot of dark parts, I think. Like it's I just think so. uh, okay. But but it's uh it's still fun. And mm. uh like uh the fact that they they have robots that are built for crime. <laughs> it's funny. They got robots <laughs> built for everything, which yes. is amazing. Yeah. I actually really like the whole idea of like because so much of their populace is robots, even though they're built for different things, they still have to have a religion for some reason because I guess yes. you have to build a robot for religious things. But they also built a devil just in case. Like it's just, it's so weird. <laughs> it is exceedingly <laughs> weird. All of the different like <laughs> custom built robots. Uh, for 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 specific purposes like mm. i actually don't know if this is true but the the uh the the preacher bot always makes me think of the electric monk from dirk gently uh where they <laughs> something to believe believe in things for them um yeah but but like uh like one of my favorite characters in the whole show is hedonism bot uh mm. because he the idea of something of somebody making a robot for the express purpose of it enjoying itself is just so ridiculous to me. It's like, why are we building robots that do these things? Like, what is gone? What what is happening at Mom's Robot Company? That's what I want to know. I mean, that's I mean, that's the thing, right? It's it's I guess I guess because we live in a world where a robot or if you build technology of any kind, it has to have a, a legitimate purpose. We are building this to do this, right? Yeah. Where I think they have just gotten so advanced and they've gotten <laughs> to a point where anything useful has been made or yeah. is going to be made very soon. Why not just try a couple of random things here and there? And just just throw them out there. Just let so it happen. If they have all these extra resources, would it not then be like kind of a post scarcity Star Trekian, you know, world? <laughs> no, it wouldn't because okay. the thing about the Star Trek world is that with the Federation and humans in particular, um, they believe they have gotten to an ultimate state of being where, um, yes, we have all our resources and we have the ability to build and do whatever we want. Um, but even though um, they have been put out there and yes, they get into dangerous situations, they're like, no, 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 we are better beings than everybody else because we don't believe in war anymore because we talk first, not fight. Or, yeah. you know, there are different ways to, to, to negotiate and solve problems. And, you know, we don't think just because a person is like this, they can't be like this. Like the whole thing with like, um, you know, disabilities, they're like, we don't care, just whatever. Here's the thing so you can do whatever. Or, you know, you're too short or you're too tall. We don't care if you're bald or you have hair, you know, whatever. They do whatever they want because they can, because they're an enlightened race. Whereas clearly on Futurama, people know they're not enlightened. We're not above anybody. We're not better than anything. We're yeah. just, yeah, we're yeah, just I guess, out there. I guess in Star Trek, they don't have dream or ads implanted directly into their dreams <laughs> uh, they wouldn't have a need that's one of my favorite 
That, that's one of my favorite, like, uh, just throwaway lines. Is that, what, what kind of society, what kind of futuristic society would advertise products that not everyone can afford? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, yeah. fries. They, so do make, they do make quite a bit of references to the amount of, um, like, advertising that's in their society. Like, it's, like, we are very used to a lot of advertising right now. Well, at least I am. Yeah, because you know, with billboards everywhere, you open a website somewhere. There's ads on it. There's the clothes. You even watch broadcast TV, which is I even watch broadcast TV. I like it. (laughs) What can I say? I find it interesting. I'm just saying it's a it's a it's an ad vector. It is an ad vector. I I, I didn't mean to to put too much shade on it. I'm just saying it's one (laughs) other place where you encounter a lot of ads. Yes, it's very true. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like ads are all around us and like, there's still people out there who complain about, um, product placement and like films and stuff. And yeah, there's product placement is something that can be annoying, but it's also with the world that we live in, it's unavoidable because if you put like, if you take a shot down a street and you don't see a shop sign or a billboard or somebody's clothes that have something on it you're just like what year is this well this is just weird it just doesn't look right you know um but when you have like movies where they zoom in on like car decals you're like that's different that's that's just full-on you got they paid money for this movie to be made yeah yeah also the weird apple thing about like uh they get to vet which characters or holding Easy. iPhones or whatever yeah. is weird, but yeah. uh, like, I thought it was I, hilarious that like because a whole bunch of people were just like, "Well, spoiler for every future movie that ever comes out." And I was like, "All right, yeah, yeah, yeah." It's it's like I feel like there's certain products that are so ubiquitous you should lose the ability to be able to make those kinds of decisions. Like, agree. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, it's like a uh, phone and a computer are like. No, anybody could have that. Anybody could buy it. Yeah, exactly. Like it doesn't. It's not like I'm gonna think less of Apple because a villain was using a phone that looked like a glass brick. Like all phones <laughs> look like that. And anyway, uh, that's yeah. my little tirade on that. But getting back to Futurama, uh, we were talking about Star Trek. There's a lot of Star Trek references. In- so much Star Trek. It made me so happy. <laughs> this, is, this is probably the easiest one ever for your uh, um, crossover yeah. actors. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, what, the, one of the, the sad things that um, I was prepared for for this is that uh, they didn't have the whole, the quote unquote Star Trek episode of Futurama in it. Yeah. The one where they get kidnapped and put on the planet and like Uhura and Chekhov and all that kind of stuff are there. And I was just like, oh, shit, that's not in this one. But they yeah. do have the tales of interest where, um, what is it, Nichelle Nichols, Al Gore, and... Um, Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking. And what is Gary Gygax, the inventor yep. of D&D? Yes. Yep. Uh, are there. <laughs> and I, have to, I looked it up. I'm like, that really sounds like it's actually all of them. And it was actually yeah. all of them. And it made me so happy. Um, <laughs> totally bizarre. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the time action rangers or whatever they're called. <laughs> um, and I just found it so weird. I'm like, 
Wasn't Al Gore busy during this time? Like, didn't he have more important things think, to do? I think he was actively becoming unbusy. Uh, I might have my timing mixed up on that. I think it was yeah. just before he lost the election, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because in the credits of the show, it says Vice President Al Gore. And I was just like, oh, it's not. Oh, so he was Vice President at the time. Yeah, but or, also, I think yeah. sometimes they just like. They still refer to it as like President Clinton, right, or whatever. Like, the, oh, that's true. They do. It's not. He's not still president, but they just use. The, they just do, yeah. Um, but I still, I just still found it hilarious. And then um, one of my favorite things, which I had never picked up on before, and I don't know why, but when they went to the Poplar Planet, yes, the Poplars right at the beginning, and she's just like, "Ooh, this is a Class M planet. They should at least have Roddenberries." I was just like, <laughs> "Why?" <laughs> it's just stuff like that which just is i just love it i just love all of it they just they just shove everything in there and it's great yeah yeah also um when they're trying to explain the dupe uh where it's like it's like the united nations from your time fry and he's like what, what? Like, or the federation from your star trek program oh. uh <laughs> <laughs> Um, also, uh, Al Gore makes a bunch of cameos in in Futurama. Uh, yes, I really, yeah, I really like the one where he's like, "I have ridden the mighty moon worm," and then. It's <laughs> 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 just uh, yeah, fun. It's great. Yeah. Um. Well, well, that's the thing. Like, as we said, like, there's so much heavy nerd references throughout the whole show yeah that it's kind of hard to keep up with all of the references because even like certain episodes are just parodies of movies that they just shove a bunch of other references into <laughs> and you're just like okay this is fine i'm okay with all of it and and they're also like references to stuff that you wouldn't really expect. Like, why would you make a Titanic parody? Like, why is that? Yeah. Why in a show like this would you do that? But at the same time, hilarious. So, uh, also, what was terrifying was I because I, I looked it up. It was semi-topical still. Like, Titanic was still in the popular. Like it was two thousand or something, right? Like, yeah. didn't Titanic come out in like ninety nine or ninety eight? It's, well, that season did come out in 99. So. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like, it, I was like, oh, God, the tiny little Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio that they christened the ship, like the his head is in a jar and they use it to christen the ship. And he's like this, like he was the butt of jokes instead of, I don't know, the butt of different jokes for being too serious as an actor now instead yeah. of not serious enough. I, I don't, I don't exactly. know. Exactly. Titanic uh, came out in 1997, FYI. Oh, okay. There we mm -hmm. go. Yeah. But well, still, yeah. But it, the uh, thing that you forget is that Titanic was huge. Yeah. Like, it was ridiculous how yeah. obsessed people were with this. And uh, so I'm going to tell a Titanic story. I don't know okay. Titanic, so this may never come back around. So I'm going to yeah. say it. Mm -hmm. um, so the first time I saw Titanic in a packed theater, went with my friends, we're sitting there, and we're at the scene where 
you know, he's hanging off the, the door and she's on top and the whole theater sniffling and crying and everything. And I am not a crier at movies. I'm sorry. Like it was sad and, and touching and all that kind of stuff. Yes. Fine. Okay. Uh, so we're watching, we're watching. And this girl sitting next to me, I don't know who she was. She was with her friends and she is sobbing. And she's got like, a big <laughs> box of like yeah. tissue paper and she's like dabbing her eyes. Oh my God, you know? And all of a sudden, when Rose lets his hand go, she takes a tissue and she's like, oh, Leo. <laughs> <laughs> and I started laughing my ass off okay mm-hmm. i started laughing so hard and that woman has ruined a titanic for me because people are just like oh it's such a heart-wrenching moment blah, blah, blah. i'm like no it's not because all i can think of is oh leo <laughs> every time anybody mentions that scene in the movie so to me titanic is ridiculous but to everybody else, Titanic is like a heart-wrenching thing. And my my friend, like, we went back with my friends to go see it a second time. Okay. Just to like, you know, you're like, no, no, no. Like, you gotta, you gotta get into the emotion. And that scene came up again. The girl wasn't there, but I still laughed. Still and there. I felt so bad about it. There we go. Now, my friend went on to watch that movie, what, nine times in theater? She bought, like, the, the VHS and the DVD and all kinds of yeah. nonsense. She was really upset. It was so long, yet it had to be on two VHSs. Yes, it did. That's true, yeah. And, um, like, it was crazy. Like, And people were seeing that movie in the theater, like, 30 times and crap. Like, I was just like, you people are crazy. I don't care how much I like something. I'm not going to see the same movie 30 times in the theater. That's just nuts. <laughs> but, yes, I mean, that's my biggest, story. Biggest grossing movie for a hell of a long time. Yeah. Yeah, until he beat himself with um, Avatar, isn't it? Yep, I think so. I think so, yeah. It's nuts. But yeah, he's definitely, um, James Cameron has definitely had a great film career. Um, I don't know why they're trying to bring back more Avatar. Like, I just, it's just, yeah. it's, to me, it's just too late. Like, just. What's, what's yeah, what's really shocking is that, like, just thinking now, like, yeah, I, I, we're talking about the impact, the cultural impact of Titanic, the movie, where, mm-hmm. like, you're still telling this story 24 years later. You remember where you were when Leo first fell off the <laughs> door, right? Like, uh, all that stuff. We're talking about, like, the the ripples it made in popular culture of, of, like, Futurama and stuff like that. And, like, yeah, there was a lot of Avatar parodies, but, like, I feel like it was just, like, it just bounced off popular culture. Like, I don't... yeah. Nobody, nobody really makes a like reference to Avatar unless they're making fun of it in some way. Yeah, like, it's like, yeah, like there's parodies where they've made they've they've made reference to it, but nobody seriously was just like, oh, an influence for me was Avatar. Yeah, nobody says that. Yeah, yeah it, it became a dead horse very quickly in terms dead. of yeah. the beating of it. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, because I, yeah. I think the the thing that was the draw for the first movie, the well, first movie, well, Avatar in general, was just the technology used to make it. Yeah, um, and it was the first move like successful 3D movie, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And people are just like, oh, did you see that scene? Blah blah blah. I'm like, really? There's one scene in the movie where the 3D makes an impact, and the rest of it, you're just like, 
this is Fern Gully in space. Like, can we just? But it also, the, like the weird facial, like uh, um, capture stuff, uh, like mo-cap? The, the, yeah, the mocap stuff. I thought that, yeah. that they, but but like, and you, but anyway, I think you're I think you're absolutely right that like it, because it was like anything that's just reliant on its technology to set it apart, it mm-hmm. gets dated very quickly. quickly um, yeah. Because like it was like the if you read about the production of Titanic, like there's some crazy technology and crazy, like just research and, and all sorts of stuff, technical feats, let's just mm-hmm. call, uh, do to do that movie. But it like, that's, that wasn't the, the only thing it was hanging its head on. And like at the core, there was this, this sad story that apparently didn't touch your heart of stone uh, mm. because <laughs> you, you were, it was ruined for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know anyway. who this woman is, but you ruined Titanic for me. What is your problem? Um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> anyway, this has been the Titanic episode of Off. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we'll see you next week. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, back to Futurama. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, there is, I don't know, like my thing, especially when it comes to series, it's very hard for me to take notes and be like, here are my notes for it because I just like I watched the first episode, lots of notes. Second yeah. episode, less notes. Third episode, one line. Fourth episode, and then it's just like episode titles in my notes. And I'm just like, and and, and and then just the quotes that I keep <laughs> quoting and quoting again. Um, yeah. My uh, uh, one of my most used uh, Futurama quotes came up in in this series of episodes, which is. Uh, uh, in War is the H word, where uh, they're uh, fighting against uh, against the ball aliens, and mm. uh, the uh, at the end, uh, Henry Kissinger's head in a jar is trying to negotiate <laughs> peace. <laughs> Bender is like totally <laughs> doing like saying horrible things, and then. Mm-hmm. Henry Kissinger, just as an aside, is like, this is not a productive area of discussion. <laughs> it's just like, I just, I low-key say that, like, in work meetings and stuff, like, <laughs> it'll just be like... <laughs> uh, you're lucky you don't have any other Futurama fans in the room with you, because yep, people yeah, would just stop laughing. Yep, yes, yeah. you would definitely be outed. Uh, <laughs> um... I have to, uh, one thing I have realized, um, I think Kiff is my favorite character. I, yeah. I, like, I fucking love Kiff. I'm sorry. He's so good. Um, okay, so I didn't realize <laughs> that Brannigan was introduced this early in the show. I don't know why I thought it was Episode later. four. Episode four. <laughs> and I have to admit, I laughed at that whole episode. I yeah. loved every minute of it. From the velour <laughs> suits to the to the champagne, to the, yeah. what did you say? Erotic, erotic <laughs> thing on the roof. I love every minute of it. And every time Kiff groans, he's like, ugh. It's, every, it's like every, twice a minute he groans. And it's yeah. every single time. And yeah. it's like every time he comes back after, he's the greatest. Yeah, what do you... When he has to climb up the ladder behind Zap Redican and pass somewhere in any pants. <laughs> it's just like. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love Kiff. Kiff is great. 
Yeah, yeah. So, so Kiff, Zabrangan, and Nibbler are all introduced in that episode, which is unless you count the uh, Nibbler shadow in uh, the pilot. But uh, yeah, is the Nibbler shadow actually in the pilot? Yep. No. There. Yeah, it totally is. (laughs) And I was looking at it too. I'm like, is it there? I don't see it. Yeah. Okay. That's a that's a, a call from a, a, a much later episode. Um, but yeah, I loved it when they did that, though. Like, there was a reason for him to be there. Yeah. Uh, great. Yeah, the, the, the weird, like, nods to, to continuity was just something that, like, was mind-blowing to me at the time. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. there, were, there were shows that had continuity, but the idea that that would be mixed in with, like, this Simpsons goofy style cartoon that mm-hmm. it had lore i was yeah. like what <laughs> yeah i mean i think the people who made this show are just they're just deep thinkers and they're they're just like we are creating this world and we're gonna we're gonna do the long game we're just gonna i have a feeling that's one of the reasons why nibbler is shaped so weird is maybe they're like we're gonna draw a weird shadow and we'll figure it out later and they're yeah, just like, yeah. let's make it that shape. Good to go. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man, yeah. That that uh, 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 that episode's really good. <laughs> just <laughs> um, but okay. So uh, I'm I'm gonna use this as an opportunity to talk about my favorite. Like, I don't even think this was intentional on the writer's part, but mm-hmm. it is uh, uh, very silly um, in terms of the continuity. Of, of the thing. So um, uh, probably a lot of people know that Fry at one point goes back in time and becomes his own grandfather, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so before that, in the episode we were talking about before with the Slurms episode, he gets shot with the F-ray and then he's like, ow, my sperm. And then he gets shot again. And he's like, oh, it didn't hurt that time for some reason. Um, so in between those two episodes, there is the episode where Fry gets the worms from the san- from the uh, truck store s- or truck stop sandwich, yes. and the worms fix up all areas of his body. Mm-hmm. And in that episode, you see um, Doctor Zoidberg come riding in on a sperm cell. So <laughs> it suggests that the damage. Caused by the F-ray was reversed, which allowed him to refertilize himself, which or you know not fertilize himself, but become fertile once again, uh, and then and then there therefore go back in time and become his own grandfather. Continuity. Continuity. Oh my god! Yes. Anyway. Oh, amazing. <laughs> I never thought about it that way. Okay, Thank yeah, you that makes, for letting that makes me go on that rant. Sense. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that you're just like, well, my favorite thing in the show is this thing. I, like, it, it, I like it because I don't think it's intentional. I think it's just like these tiny little data points that if you if you watch the show obsessively for too long, you start noticing. And you're like, huh, I wonder if they ever call back to the fact that they shot him with that F-ray. They do! I just, <laughs> just want to say, they made one continuity error in the show. I think they made tons, but what's the one you're thinking of? Well, the one that I picked <laughs> up on most recently yeah. was 
the fact that so there's a whole episode where it's the last can of sardines and they eat them and then yep. they're gone forever mm-hmm. but on the episode where they go to the deep south to the lost city of atlanta mm-hmm. um there's chum buckets at the top and there's a bucket <laughs> of sardines that zordberg eats whoa I'm just like, what I there we go extinct. yeah they're synthetic sardines there you go <laughs> i did it uh, on them future that's album. good down you go yeah. yeah yeah so one of the one of the ones i i always think of is the way they treat star trek because there's that one episode later where they bring like the whole original star trek cast in except yeah. whatever uh and they say that there was um like you're not allowed to mention star trek there because of the star trek wars as opposed to the star wars trek um (laughs) uh, which was the great migration of star wars fans uh but um but they say that like it's it's forbidden words like you're not allowed to say them but they've obviously throughout the series have mentioned star trek a whole bunch of times (laughs) including the how how to make fry understand how the dupe works but anyway (laughs) so they just retcon that they're like actually it's nobody has ever mentioned star trek before uh or, maybe they're just like can you can we stop with the star trek we know you like star trek but that's yeah. too much star trek let's cut it yeah. out <laughs> yeah yeah or or there's the other one where um uh and again this is i think going into uh, volume four but um uh where um uh bender becomes like an environmentalist because he sees a turtle stuck on his back and then he says that like his 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 only vulnerability is that he can't get off his back if he's like uh, like stuck on it like a turtle and they're like what are you talking about we've seen you get up off your back millions of times all of those times i was slightly on my side (laughs) (laughs) they just move on like they retcon this whole thing. Just be like ah, every other time you see this happen, it it, it was slightly different. It was very was kind like, of on an angle. A wizard did it. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, very. A wizard did it. Kind of thing. We're, we're going to skip over all. That <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is totally fine. Like I, I love that they're just like, yeah, it's because it's funnier in this episode for this to be a thing. So we're just going to go with it. Like, well, I mean, what do you think about it? With cartoons, they're allowed to get away with that, right? Like, for sure, you're allowed to. Like, if even if you think about The Simpsons over 32 years, there is so much history to that family that makes absolutely no sense it's unbelievable yep. Yep. okay so and you just like, where is the cartoon. room where during the storm bart and uh millhouse you can see them fighting, yeah. fighting in the treehouse that room's never seen again they've got a second tv come on <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Actually, I, I have to find that video. There is a video that talks about it, the positioning yep. of the room and the layout of the house. And yep. the room, technically, inside the room is seen twice on the show. <gasps> the door to the room is seen it's in the, the deep hallway floor. on and off. Um, oh. And um, you, because you also rarely see like down that hallway because you mm-hmm. see the side where it's the door to the garage but yep. like the other way mm-hmm. um yeah i watched this whole video about it that was amazing i i would have to go Very back and cool. find it but i loved it yeah i'm <laughs> saying got into this like uh it's a thing called i think it's just called like simpsons mysteries or something oh, okay. and i watched like 10 of the videos back to back and i was like this is fascinating it's so true it's yeah, very, yeah, very cool. I'm just saying the stakes for them pawning their TV so that they could have uh, family therapy 
with Dr. Marvin Monroe uh, has a lot lower stakes if they've got some other room with another TV in the back. That is very true. Ah. That is very true. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Flips tables. You lied to me. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but wasn't this? But this was years after the whole Marvin Monroe incident. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They could have just afforded another TV. Yeah, season one was a very different. It was a very. Yeah, he, he got his job as the safety inspector in between, so maybe he got an upgrade. Maybe they'd renovated the house. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So there's 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 lots of room for speculation in there. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, Yes. Oh, Simpsons theories. There's too much to get in there. <laughs> also, I can't do any theories past like season 10 because no. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Though I, I, I will say I'm, I, 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 and I'll admit here to all the listeners that I actually like the nineties uh, episode, that 90s episode of the Simpsons. I don't care. It's funny. Uh, I love all the like parody songs. I love the weird owl uh, cameos. <laughs> good he was tired of weird al is tired of life <laughs> i don't care that it retcons a lot of family lore it's fine yeah it's fine just accept it just accept yep. it for what it is yeah yep yep yeah i mean the simpsons is here until the 35th season i think now yeah um, yeah I don't know. They just keep renewing it. Mm-hmm. There was legitimately a time in my life where I'm like, I could never see my life without The Simpsons. And I'm like, I'm living that life right now and I'm okay with it. Yeah. So it's very, I like, they just need, they just, they're just grinding it into the ground is what the problem is. And they just need to stop. Like there's a certain point where you just, just let it go. Just leave it. Yeah, I guess. Well, I'm saying. Whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I guess it still makes enough money. So yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Anyways, back to happier topics, Futurama. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so. I must admit, I do love all my circuits and all the stuff with Calculon. Yes. Love it. Uh, every every time. <laughs> they, <laughs> there's like a shot of the show or whatever. I just think it's the greatest thing ever. Um, I think this is the, the McBain version is, is this. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, I love the the how it's like central to the um, plot of them uh, looking for a um, like an apartment together, where that like there's the the B plot is them trying to watch this the, watch all my circuits and then like his his antenna gets in the way of it and like this show is so important to people that like ah. Uh, also, like, well, even that's just, like, a throwback where, like, can you imagine, I mean, Game of Thrones, I guess, would be the closest thing recently to, to like, people who actually, like, watch something as it came out. Yes. Like, oh, yeah. No, people of, were murdering each other. I have to be home at 9 right. o'clock on Sunday to watch this, and if anybody ruins anything, I will murder all of you. Yeah, but now, like, post, like, especially pandemic style, like, Oh yeah, like whatever. Everybody's watching Queen's Gambit or whatever, but like they're all wa- still watching it on their own time. Like it's yeah. not a like mm-hmm. we're having a watch party and we're getting all together and we're gonna watch it as it airs. Well, because and- we're in a pandemic, you're not allowed to do that. No, but also nobody <laughs> watches stuff while it airs, even when it you know. Well, that's what the thing is too. Is I find all of the quote unquote good TV. Um, 
is coming on streaming services, not coming on television, yeah. if you know yeah. what I mean, right? And when it is coming on television, it's like online, they're putting all of the episodes on TV. It's an episode a week. So mm-hmm. you're not getting, you're like, why do I have to wait, you know, 10 weeks to watch this show when I can just go online and watch it in like a day or two days? Right. And right. a lot of people are doing that. Whereas I kind of like the suspense in between episodes because like they're doing that right now with a WandaVision and uh, The Expanse. Mm-hmm. And I like... Mandalorian went that way too, right? Uh, yes, yes. Mandalorian yeah. did that as well. Um, and honestly, I like the waiting in between and the speculating what's going to happen. And, you know, mm-hmm. I don't have anybody to chat with about these shows <laughs> that much, which is sad. But at the same time, I'm like... I like sitting there going, oh, my God, I wonder what's going to happen. I wonder if she's alive still. I wonder if, you know, and you didn't having, okay. having it play out in front of me. I, I think I agree with a lot of what you said, except for one point I have to nitpick, which is uh, you don't have a lot of people to talk about this because having uh, been privy to a lot of your conversations about Star Trek uh, as it was airing episode, I I feel like I have an episode by episode view of your opinions of that show. <laughs> So I feel, and I was not participating. I was just like you know around while it was happening. Like you do have some people to talk to, and since a lot of those opinions might have been negative, I, yeah. I like that, that contributes to like who is willing to engage with you on some. Yeah, of I mean, especially with Discovery, I I talked at people a lot because I just had to get it out. I'm like, yeah, I need to yell about this, and it's making me angry. And we were just like, so would you watch this? I watched Discovery and then went on for an hour. I have, <laughs> I have this opinion about it. <laughs> and, and then I'd suddenly be like, okay, that's it. Everything's fine. And I'm like, um, okay. Anyways. Yeah. I guess I better not call her up after the next episode of Mandalorian until somebody else jumps on that grenade. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Yes, I'm. I will, uh, I'm. I'm sorry that I put you through that. Um, you know what? Ever all... I talked at, I am sorry. It, that was that was the level of uh, uh, engagement I wanted with that show. Eventually, I, I discovered yeah. that I was just like, uh, I was like, I could watch it uh, and it's all right, whatever. Or I could just, you know, get these play-by-play, uh, <laughs> you know, updates. And and th- there's a lot of more emotional investment in it this way. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> Oh, um, I don't know, man. Okay, I'm not. I'm not gonna start talking about discovery. No, I'm gonna just gloss over it. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, definitely, like the expanse. I have not bitched about it because I love it so much, and I want other people to watch it to experience mm-hmm. it before I talk about it. So I'm leaving that there. Um, and WandaVision is kind of the same thing. Uh, my problem with WandaVision, though, like, despite reading lots of Marvel and stuff uh, growing up and now, um, I don't really know that much about, like, Scarlet Witch and Vision mm-hmm. and that world, but I know it in connection to the films that came before it. So there's a lot of intertwining things and what's going on and speculation of, like, who the real bad guy is and, and all this kind of stuff. So also that's a thing, like, 
have you watched all the movies have you watched all the episodes yeah now we can discuss because there's lots of like layers to that discussion so yeah um but i but in between episodes i am thoroughly enjoying the break in between and like the mind working yeah. you know it's like it's like i'm having water cooler chats with myself that's but cool that makes yeah. me sound crazy yeah. okay. no 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 i i mean whatever. <laughs> we're all getting through this pandemic together like like <laughs> On our own, I guess, instead mm-hmm. of together. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're gonna find our own ways. Is what I'm trying to say. Yes. Uh, but yeah. like, yeah, I mean, I, I I am a sucker for like the the binging. Um, like yeah. I I and so like even with WandaVision, I'll I'll probably end up watching it, but I probably won't until the whole season is released. Um, but uh, what I like about it, which is was really frustrating about a lot of those shows that dropped all a, a season all at once, is is less about the um the like forced pacing of it but more that um the show needs to be written such that it makes you want to come back in between whereas like if you drop a a whole season at once like a lot of those shows like have really like dry boring bits in the middle of the season because they know you're just going to keep clicking or whatever because Mm -hmm. as long as the instead of like um, you know, like uh, 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 Walking Dead was like infamous for having like something really big happening right at the beginning of the episode, and then a bunch of boring stuff in the episode, and then at least there was a something to pique your interest at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but like some sometimes they would structure whole seasons like that, where like the first two episodes were like really interesting, and then a bunch of boring stuff, and then like uh, like just just enough to make the wrap up feel like you you watch something valuable but like mm-hmm. you know 13 episodes have passed or something so i like that if if they're releasing it one week at a time they have to make each show a complete st- each episode a complete story or at, at least a, a complete enough story that it makes you interested for its own sake instead of just being some filler yeah and that's the thing about like mandalorian did that this season um WandaVision and The Expanse are doing that as well where uh it goes more to classic storytelling like TV yeah. storytelling than the modern binge storytelling mm-hmm. um where every episode has like an interesting beginning a middle and like an interesting end like so it's it's all encompassed but mm-hmm. it's enough in it gives you enough in there that you're just like it's moved the story along um you know it gives you some answers you still have some questions but at the end of the episode you're just like holy shit wait what do you mean yeah. the episode is over and yeah. then you're just like ah then you gotta like wait a week till the next episode but i like that part of it i like that anticipation which you don't get anymore with a lot of these binge shows because i i'm notorious for not binging things because i mm. get bored and like even with futurama watching this season like i had to watch like 15 episodes yesterday and i'm love i love the show but five episodes in i realized i was completely distracted oh, I'm yeah. like, i don't want to watch this anymore because it's just like it's the same thing over and over and over again it's not that it's bad I just yeah. get disinterested after a while and I need to distract myself with something else and then go back into it. Yeah. Um, well, in Futurama and- was definitely like never 
like especially the I mean these early seasons was never intended to be like watched that way. I mean it, mm-hmm. I, I think it does work. Like I can watch five episodes in a row happily, but fifteen is a lot. Yeah. Uh, but like, but yeah, it's it's a little too punchy almost because like the whole thing was you were supposed to it was supposed to be like a little bit of an event because you're watching it Sunday night like the new episode of Futurama is coming on in that block of cartoons and then it's like and then you watch that one episode and it's it needs to be memorable uh in the 22 minutes and then have memorable things happen and then it's supposed to be over and then you keep keep remembering it for uh um the week Whereas if yeah. you watch like 10 of 10 episodes that are intended to be mini events uh, in a row, then like you get numbed to that. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. So I, I totally sympathize with the inability to, to like binge that much, but yeah. Yeah. And, and that happens to me with like, even quote unquote binging shows like mm-hmm. Queen's Gambit, for example, I loved the show. I thought it was great, but I could watch like maybe two episodes at a time. And yeah. it was a combination of the length of the episodes, the pacing, the type of show it was. And like, I loved it. But at the end of the second episode, I'm like, ah, oh, that's enough, you know, go yeah. do something else. And um, even it took weeks, but my friends finally talked me into watching Bridgerton. I don't mm-hmm. understand why people like it so much. It is. I, I knew it was fluff, but shit, man. Like, come on. <laughs> Be obsessed with something better. <laughs> was all I had <laughs> and I saw the infamous episode six. And that was the only reason why I went back to finish watching it. Because I watched the first three episodes. And I was like, I why do people like this? All I, all I know is the premise of the show. I haven't seen anything. I didn't. I don't know. I didn't know that episode six was infamous. I don't, okay. Well, that's the thing. I didn't know that either, but I was watching, I think I was watching um, Conan and the main girl was on and they're like, and they were talking about this episode six. And I was like, the fuck is it? What? They're like, oh, it's the infamous episode six. And I was like, well, now I got to go back and watch it just for episode six. And I did. And I was like, oh, that's it. Oh, okay. All right. Mm. It worked on you though. Clearly they're, they're media spot. Yeah, it, it did work. Conan is still on TV anyway. It is on TV, and he's okay. he's doing pretty good. His hair is crazy. It's a thing. all right. Yeah. Um, just as his uh, head in the jar on the show. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, that reminds he me. Has Can we his... talk about the heads in jars? Can we yes. talk about this? <laughs> yes. Right. It's so like it's so ubiquitous to the show, but that was like a novelty that this is how they're going to get around all their celebrity guests. Yeah. It's, it's like they just have this. Heads and jars, but yeah, right. It's so it's so ingrained into the into the show and the setting that like I forget that it, it's a crazy thing that they have heads and jars. <laughs> I mean, oh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't expect this show to overly explain how the heads in the jars work. Okay, yes, but at Ron the same Peel time, invented the technology. Yeah, but <laughs> how does this work? Also, you have people in jars, like all of the American presidents, for example, yep. goes back to like whenever that date is i'm not american i don't know um and i'm just like but they would have already been dead a thousand years before this technology existed so is it a cloned head like what is happening i mean like it's just i'm not i'm not i'm not a big american history person but i have watched hamilton so i'm pretty sure it's 1776 (laughs) 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 hamilton forgive me for educating us (laughs) uh but uh 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 yeah no i think that 
that's entirely true that they have to have had cloned these people at some point that have died in between the invention of head technology and uh, and uh, and future when in the year 3000 so like at some point they cloned every human president or every every american president and uh um including a lot of celebrities and yeah, bad, yeah. And, and and notorious criminals for some reason yes <laughs> like what? including all the presidential losers for some reason <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, and then what they did after having done this incredible feat of bringing back all of these historical figures was to chop their heads off and preserve them in jars and then put them into a closet and then forget about them <laughs> and they feed them like fish they just like put little yeah. in there and like ooh <laughs> Uh, my favorite, my favorite thing, though. Oh, well, well, not my. Well, one of my favorite things is the whole Beastie Boys concert at the yes. in the what the the Robot Hell episode. Yep. Um, old, old, very incredibly old school beats. Yes, but I like their interpretation about how a Beastie Boys concert would be. Like the dudes in black, their heads going around. Yes. They still have the same like wall-eye camera <laughs> videos. And I was like, what? This is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, whatever the, the, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's Kabuki or whatever. Yeah. The, the stage hands in there. Yeah. I, I mean, all. imagine like sitting in a room, not even just writing the episode, but coming up with the design of like, okay, so they're at a BC Boys concert, but how are, are they just sitting there? jars and heads on like stools which happens at the end when they're doing the acoustic version of sabotage but like when they're doing like the beats what is happening you know Uh like oh you know they're just like oh i don't know what could happen just crazy lights or something what if we have them like moving around like that's such a crazy conversation to have and then to animate after that like that's nuts i i i think i think i think Absolutely. That is totally bonkers. But now imagine, okay, the writer's room has come up with this idea. They're laughing their asses off. They're like, we're, we're going to do this thing, whatever. It's going to be great. And then they look at the showrunner. And it's like, now you have to go pitch that to the actual Beastie Boys. <laughs> Get them on board. <laughs> like. Okay, so there's this show that I don't even know if it's aired yet. It's about uh, the future. Yeah, I mean, uh, we want you to be in our future show where uh, you're going to be doing a concert. And one of the jokes is, the, is you don't put many albums out. Uh, yeah, like this is the ninth episode of the show, which would have yep. had to have been animated before they even put out the first episode. Yeah. Uh, which I think is hilarious. And honestly, based on interviews from the Beastie Boys and stuff, they'd be totally down for something like this. They'd be fine. Yeah. They'd be like, yeah. that yeah. sounds weird. Let's do it. You know? <laughs> like, Whereas we I think, I think going are like, to oh, like, we're down. What? <laughs> we're like, we got Leonard Nimoy on board already. And they're like, oh, we're down. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, but I mean, think about the discussion when you, you know, the tale of interest and you're just like, oh, let's go talk to Al Gore and see if he wants to do a yeah. voice. How, like, the show has already been on air. Yes, <laughs> I agree. But at the same time, 
So what you're telling me is I've got to come on and try to kill a man because he's going to tear a hole in the space continuum. And I get to do this with Stephen Hawking? Yep. What? <laughs> like, that is just so weird. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, there's just so much stuff in this show that is great. Yeah. Yeah. The heads and jars totally biz- bizarre. Yeah. Um, like, I love how evil Nixon is. Um, yes. Like, yeah. it's just, it's good. It's really good. <laughs> Go into people's houses at night and wreck up the place. <laughs> uh, I like the fact later later seasons he comes back as like um like he becomes like a regular evil bad guy in like the overall show. Yeah, yeah. Which I love. Like they just keep yeah. bringing him back in like small bits in these early episodes. Um, yeah. Yeah, he wins the what is it? another piece of Earth? continuity is that just before the, in the a few episodes before uh, they have the presidential election episode between mm-hmm. uh, Jack Johnson and John Jackson, and then this third uh, Nixon runner yeah. um, <laughs> is uh, um, in the uh, Ali McNeil single female lawyer episode. They have a different pr- Earth president called McNeil, McNeil. who gets disintegrated so that's why they need a new president that's why they need to hold an election boom <laughs> continuity <laughs> they make it work man they make it work i love it <laughs> yeah yeah oh uh, man but yeah I, one of my favorite episodes uh is um the uh when president nixon gives away the uh the tax credit the 300 three three the 300 and they they like all have different bizarre stories and fry yeah. just drinks 100 cups of coffee yeah. <laughs> he just walked around jittering the whole time he's like what yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh love it oh there's yeah. so much yeah. um i don't i don't even know what, what else? else to reference like let's let's just see yeah, i'm just taking a look at the list of episodes just from the 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 uh there's two two seasons or two two volumes any any one of the other ones that um, i want to really i do play. i do like gunter from mars university yeah um yeah. they they fully represent the term ass hat uh in the episode <laughs> and i love it uh, the hat goes on your head yes yeah um <laughs> when aliens attack that's the first episode that you see lure from omicron percy yes which yeah. is great um, and also a strange reference to Ally McBeal, which I just think is such an odd reference to put in there, but I guess it was still such a probably topical yeah. thing, yeah, at the time, which is yeah. great. <laughs> uh, oh, Mother's Day, definitely. Oh, Mother's Day, yes, yeah, and the Mother's whole, I mean, they, they, int- they introduced Mother, uh, before that, but, um, yes just like that ep- that one episode where uh the the two geriatric uh that the, the, the have like crazy sex and it's like oh there's nothing in this room except two elephant skin rugs oh god <laughs> uh and then and just all of uh m- mom's like uh crazy swearing uh yeah. uh like diatribes like 
<laughs> just, just, stupid robots make me sick to my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I love how manically like evil she is. Yeah, like her outward persona is just like this like fat loving mother, and she's got like her little apron on. She's like everybody, so good. And you know, she she takes it off. She's like Cruella Deville, skinny and twisted, and with this like deep smoker's voice, and you're just oh, so good. Kind of reminds me a little bit of um, uh, like the way she treats her kids. It's a little bit like uh, um, ha- how how I, I enjoy all the jokes about how Trump treats his two sons. Like the, <laughs> they're just like constant berating and abuse, like uh, uh, berating and abuse. But um, yeah. yeah, like um, and and yeah, there's that whole concept of her and her ro- running like mom's friendly robot company, like that that the robot manufacturing business is such an old and hokey thing that like it, it's got this like uh veneer of like it's an old you know good old family values in our robot construction <laughs> uh uh but okay obviously uh so trust mcneil uh dot yeah. warner among other things uh mm-hmm. is is the the voice of mom and like so many characters on this show and yeah. she just does, she does so much work. She, yeah. she like her uh, um, newscaster opposite uh, Morbo is always I, funny. The, the laugh is always like, <laughs> exactly. always gets me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, man, she's, she's just incredible. Uh, uh, she's all great. of the voices, like, Pretty much any female voice that's not like Leela or Amy is like her, and it's mm. incredible. She's, well, even like Billy West, like he does all yeah. of the characters. Yeah, for some reason, yeah. like it's just crazy. Like he does Fry and Farnsworth and Zoidberg. He does yeah. Smitty that just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> I love the fact like when he shows up to, we were like, "Who are you? I've never seen you before." Like I'm Smitty. I'm the janitor. And they're just like, oh, "Okay, that's it. That's it." You're just like, "Okay, now there's a Smitty for no yeah. reason." Uh, yeah, and like Billy West is just great. He does all these crazy characters. Yeah, and, and, he, yeah. and and he chose to use his own ish voice. Like he's so crazy talented as a voice actor, but he te- ended up using his clo- what's close to his own natural voice for Fry. Mm-hmm. Is like he they put a lot of himself into that show. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. and he, it was supposed to be. Um, I think at least they they, they had originally had Zep Brannigan, they were going to do it with Phil Hartman, but he died before the show started. But so then like, instead they just, I don't know, Billy West, can you also do do this? Like, can you just carry the whole show? Yeah. Like I find the thing with Billy West though, is that you can't like each voice is extremely distinct. Yeah. Whereas I find like, despite the fact that I think Phil Lamar is amazing at his voice acting once you know phil lamar does the voice you can hear a through line through all the voices oh yeah i mean right yeah yeah, yeah. uh where as i find like billy west you're just like that's the same guy that's not the same guy that can't be that's crazy you know yeah who also does bugs bunny and uh um stimpy yeah uh like yeah yeah, he does a whole bunch of like iconic characters and it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, like Phil Lamar, I think he is amazing because um, he does Hermes most often, but he does yep. a whole bunch of like um, all the fake advertisements that come in the, the yeah. beginning of episodes. <laughs> he does voices for that. He does like a whole bunch of like random that he does. Um, the what is it the priest bot what's that priest bot called oh yeah i think it's just called preacher bot preacher bot that's it yeah okay yeah uh, <laughs> or preacher bot 3000 or something yeah like there might be a number like <laughs> yeah they, they gave up on trying to name them they're just like you do this thing that's your name that's, that's why it's so yeah like i mean they cook, their main character's name is bender right yeah. he's like bender, what do you do like ben Herders. Yeah. yeah yeah i like do i do I, I like preach to you when you're lying stoned in the gutter? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just that's one of my favorite quotes. <laughs> um, uh, uh, one of my uh, favorite things about Bender is when he loses his brain and all he keeps saying is, I am Bender, please insert girder. Yep. And then they incorporate it into yep. like the, the reggae song at the end and it fits perfectly. The song. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> they they make they they hit that joke so many times and then you're like, oh okay, it's getting a little bit old. They're like, nope, it works perfectly in the song. That's one of the classic episodes is yeah. Hermes <laughs> right who positions his groove back. Like, yeah. oh man. Oh, oh, I love it. Oh, oh. Everything about it is fantastic. I, I will admit this. One of my favorite lines from this show is, my manwich. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I still laugh every time. And it's said twice in the show. Yep. You know, when he loses it and when he gets it back. <laughs> it looks delicious. It does I look say. delicious. <laughs> uh. Uh, <laughs> um, all <laughs> Jamaican. I thought you were some kind of outer space potato man. <laughs> Fry is so uh, dumb. Fry so is often. so dumb. Oh, it's uh, really good. Yep. But the thing is with Fry, though, like, Fry is very much. I know, like, he's kind of the mentality of Homer Simpson, where they're very stupid people, yeah. and they're kind of assholes to the women in their lives, but mm -hmm. their hearts are always in the right place, so you kind of, like, give them the quote-unquote benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Um, and you're just like, I like you, I don't know why, but you're okay. Why are you like this? You're such a dick. Like, especially the episode with um, uh, him and... Um, Amy, you know, yeah, and he's like sewed onto her, and then he still breaks up with her. <laughs> yeah, he breaks up with her for like no reason whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, what are you doing? This is so, not necessary. <laughs> what I like about that episode is Amy's just like, oh, all right, that's cool. Like, like is totally over it very quickly. She was like, yeah. literally, like I, I like that both. She was like, oh, I, you know, I, I thought we were having fun. Aren't, weren't we having fun this was a fun relationship that we were you know just mm -hmm. having fun but she's like oh well i guess if it's over like you know i don't want to drag it out see ya, i'm gonna make yeah. a date and uh, <laughs> you know. yeah it's not like like a lot of shows around that time would have probably been like she'd have been like crying all the time or you know yeah like, oh my god why are you doing this or something and she's like meh yeah. yeah yeah it's like oh I, I i was having fun but if it's not doing it for you you know like come out that's fine like, yeah. yeah 
Yeah, I think I thought that, that was that, it was just a neat little uh, little little thing to that. Um, yeah. But it, it also uh, kind of like shows like Fry's aspect where you're just like, oh yeah. Dick. Yeah, yeah, entirely. No wonder nobody likes you when your girlfriend treats you like crap because you're kind of an ass. But then the girlfriend comes back and the girlfriend's horrible. So then you feel kind of like, wait, yeah. who am I supposed <laughs> to be rooting for with this? Like, this is weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I put your stuff out on the sidewalk. <laughs> it's just that is something I really like. While the pacing is very different in the first episode, some of it is just uh, I find the humor a lot drier because there's a lot fewer. Like you listen, you watch the episode, and there's like a lot less fewer sound effects, a lot fewer like musical stings mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So like, there's a lot more jokes that are just like very dry. They're just like the scene ends, and and there's no like like. I don't know, like Waka Waka, or you know, like even yeah, just like a flourish like a, to it. Yeah, yeah, like um, uh, uh, one of my favorite things is where like Oh Fry's like having this emotional thing. He's breaking down. He's like, oh, I don't, I don't know anybody. Like I'm all alone in this future. And then Bender's like, there's somebody you know. And then it just cuts to Leela, <laughs> like clearly some like like just a, an expectation that's immediately dashed. <laughs> and, and and like he's like, oh god. But there's there's like no audio during that. Yeah that thing Not it's just all. like and it's just left there as a joke and <laughs> and then and then the the chase of the rest of the episode continues but like anyway I just, so like the the I, I left your stuff out on the sidewalk and just that whole uh montage of like we have two minutes to show that everything in his life is horrible it's just like <laughs> i find it really funny like, <laughs> it's just like like the guy who steals his bike wishing him a happy <laughs> new year like it's just just like just i don't know i uh, i really like it uh, um, yeah, 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 and I yeah. I think that build up in that episode two allows you better to understand why he adapts easily to the year yeah. two thousand, yeah, and yeah. why when the girlfriend comes back, Michelle, I want to say her name is yeah, um, so. is just like because she actually says it in the episode. It's like my life was awesome. This mm-hmm. is weird and strange. Yeah. Whereas his life was shit, and he was like, "Anything's better than this." So, right. accepting all of the stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's well, good. And so the we're talking about bouncing back between his life in two thousand and life in three thousand. Does that mean we have to talk about the that episode, the infamous episode, this infamous, the infamous episode with Jurassic Bark with his dog? Oh. Yeah, that wasn't yeah. in the set. That would no, just wasn't break my heart. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. No, like that. Uh, like the thing about. <sighs> I don't even know where to start with this. <laughs> because <laughs> that episode breaks. Sadder than my Titanic. Heart. It's because Titanic, Titanic doesn't break your Titanic. <laughs> break- Titanic doesn't break your heart, but that dog does. You care more exactly. about I care more about that dog, dog than yeah. a fictional Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, it's true. It's really, really true. Because I remember the first time I saw the episode, I was just like, I loved him. What the fuck? Like, what is yeah. what why are you why are you doing this to me? You know, yeah. it's like watching the 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 first 10 minutes of up over and over and over again. Why mm. are you trying to destroy souls? It's not necessary. 
don't do it. (laughs) But yeah, it just, it kind of just stays with you because it's just so poignant and, you know, just builds on. Just gets the knife right in there and then twists. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. You know, I think it's really great that the episode focuses on a character that is not a main character on the show. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it just kind of brings in the fact that Fry left behind everyone and everything he knew. And up until that point, he was under the impression that nobody cared about him. Nobody missed him. He disappeared and it was fine. And then you find out that his one connection waited for him every single day until he died. And you're just like, he was missed, you know? And yeah, there was one ray of sunlight in that horrible, horrible life that he was leaving. Yeah. And I think that's, and I think the thing is that it connects with people because even a person in like the saddest, darkest place will start to look at their life and be like, maybe there is somebody who will miss me or, or somebody's life I affected enough to that maybe they won't stay outside of a pizza shop and die for me, but they'll think about me and they'll remember me. And yeah. that's always like a good thing. It makes you feel less pointless, you know? Yeah. 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 So stop making us feel things, writers. This is comedy. Everybody should watch that episode again and just have a big old cry. Yeah. Oh, Oh my gosh. (laughs) The song at the end. Yeah. It even says, wait for a thousand summers. Yeah. Yeah. If it takes a thousand summers, I will wait for you is a literal lyric in this song that they found. It's crazy. (laughs) See, now I'm going to have to go find the show and just, Um, just to watch that one episode. Yeah. You need to do yeah. it. Yeah. He he was able to sing uh Walking on Sunshine. He was allowed, he was able to bark it, which we know is fr- one of Fry's so- uh favorite songs because mm-hmm. he sings it while he is washing Zap Brannigan in the shower. <laughs> no, he's washing Kiff. Oh, he's washing Kiff, right? Kiff, yes. Kiff is washing Zap Brannigan. Yeah. And yes. being washed because there's this weird pecking order in that episode. <laughs> where, up until that point, Kiff has been totally abused by by Zap <laughs> Brannigan, and we we start sympathizing for him. And then we see the second Kiff gets a, a tiny a modicum of power, he he becomes like this cycle of abuse perpetuating monster and just rains it down on Fry. Exactly. Uh, oh. <laughs> it's like I was feeling so sorry for you all the time, Kiff. Uh, no, you're awful. Makes nuts. I see two almonds touching. <laughs> uh, again, Kiff is my favorite. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, and also, that episode is a mix between Starship Troopers and Mash, which I thought was a great mix <laughs> together. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, one other thing I want to do. So the episode, The Honking, which yep. I have to admit was, despite being okay, was kind of the worst episode out of these two discs. Not great. Yeah. Yeah. Like Cubert, really... I think, is probably up there. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of Cubert, but uh, yeah. Uh, or yeah, that's the, whatever the clone's the name clone. is. The clone. Yeah. It's Cubert. Yeah. Yep. I just, 
because they're both named Farnsworth. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I, I think it's probably one of the weaker episodes. Okay. But the one joke that did get me was mm. we're going back to Calculon again, where he's talking about um, how he's actually like a thousand years old, not 27. And he's yep. like, I've every few years I transform myself and I've been the greatest uh, robot actors in history. And he names off like acting bot 3000 and whatever. And also David Duchovny. Another, we were talking before about the crazy robots designed for things um yeah. in, the, in the all my circuits movie the opening credits are hilarious for some reason oh for me. yes like, they are it's like written by <laughs> writing bots 27 and original based on original characters by original character bot like 45 yeah. <laughs> and then the like one of the uh, i uh, it might have been it might have been the writers or directors where it's like written by uh you know writer bot 27 writer bot 45 and then just like a regular name it's just like all these robots <laughs> just, i don't know yeah uh, uh yeah he, he was the company, token so. human to get yeah, you know exactly. oscar consideration or something <laughs> of course you got to get diversity in the writer's room otherwise you get a tunnel vision exactly like, telling it's, the same joke it's no good yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i love i love visual jokes like that where they're just like here's the yeah. thing yeah. Run. if you see it fine if you don't it doesn't change anything everything yeah, yeah. the reason oh right the reason they have have to have a, a human in the writer's room is because there's a human in uh there's a human character in all my circuits he does uh all the human things he laughs he loves he learns oh yeah okay <laughs> And if they didn't have any human in the in uh, in the writers' room, they'd end up it going off the way that uh, Fear of a Bot Planet movie went, where it's the they can't remember if uh, humans can breathe fire, and, and that the 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 human was uh, ironically impervious to all of their most powerful magnetic fields, but succumbed to a harmless sharpened stick. <laughs> Behold my system of multi. <laughs> it's not kind of you if you if you if you lose human representation in the writers' room, you you really yeah. start putting yeah you get to, you, things in there. Yeah, exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. You need multiple perspectives in order to tell a jokes to a wide variety of a, a, yeah. a, a broad See, audience. See, this show was so advanced, yeah. like right there. You know, yeah, yeah, you can't go wrong. Love it. Yeah, <laughs> that was three different episodes we had to we had to tie in together to make one big joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god! Um, yeah. I don't know. I feel like we could just go through. I think the whole day just randomly picking yeah. references. There was this thing, and then there was yeah. this thing. I think I think we should wrap before I just start. Like I, I cease to put context around my quotes, and I just start spouting them like <laughs> randomly. So I, yeah. I, I think you should probably put an end to this for my own good, and and your listeners' <laughs> good. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably because yeah, you'll be here for a while. Um, <laughs> well, um, yeah. So I'm not gonna assume. What are your final thoughts on mm. um, Futurama? 
I I I really loved my rewatch of it. Uh, like, there's been a lot of shows that have probably knocked it off as my like favorite cartoon. It was that for a little while, but like, I feel like um, the new like the whole Bob's Burgers thing has really reinvigorated the kind of episodic cartoon thing, uh, which I, I wasn't sure was going to come back. Uh, at least for me, that that was the thing. But man, it is it is just so funny and the way that it uh, um, uh, like played around with storytelling tropes and stayed kind of character driven means that it didn't date itself as much as it could have, uh, you know, obviously some of the pop culture references do, but man, so much of it is still so funny. Yeah. I absolutely agree with you. Um, Rewatching this, I was uh, nervous is a strong word. Um, and after I watched the first episode, I was just like, oh, yeah, this is not going to age well. And then the second episode started. I'm like, yes, it did. It's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely reminded me how good this show is. And and I don't understand why Fox treated it so badly, mm-hmm. but whatever. Um, it's a great show. And especially the first, I think it's what, four seasons were amazing. Um, yeah. And based on my rewatch of these two and a little bit seasons, fantastic. Um I have to admit, uh, Venture Brothers is still above this, I think. Um, oh, yeah. Up there. I, that's, I feel like that's not even, like, it's, they're competing in different categories for me. But, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Venture uh, yeah. Brothers is, like, a work of art. It's not, it's not a, you know, Sunday is... night cartoony thing. Wait, yeah. Did you pre-sign up for that episode that's coming, like, five years from now? <laughs> what? No. I thought it was done. What? Oh no, like no, the episode of the podcast. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. I was like, there's more Venture Brothers coming. Uh I, oh, you I wish. Yeah. I do wish, but yeah. Yeah, that's why <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like, I don't, I, I don't know if I've scrolled all the way to I don't know if you've did you filled in your 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 schedule all the way through the through the to the V's? Because if so schedule? I'm, no, it's just on the list of films. <laughs> all right. I'm I'm yeah. going to uh I'm gonna put my name right down there. All right, all yeah. right. Yeah, so you can definitely come back for that because yep. we could. I think that's gonna have to be like a multi-episode, like podcast for that one because there is way too much per episode per season of that show for it to just yep. be like one episode. Like that's just okay. craziness. Okay, here let me let me pitch you something right now because V yeah. is it's near the end of the. I don't know how many DVDs you have after after the venture mm. was. I surprisingly have quite a bit. Okay, well then, yeah. oh, all the X Files, of course. Never mind. Yes. Uh, but yeah. I was going to say, spinoff or miniseries. Oh, see, I was thinking of doing that with the X Files because X Files is at the end. Yep. Um, but that is true. You could do that. That would be amazing. Hmm. I don't think anybody okay. on the internet has talked about the Venture Brothers very much. So, actually, it might no. become topical again. Yeah. <laughs> By the time you get to the V's on this podcast, it's like it comes back around. Yeah, or like, yeah. or like the mass public has found it, so then everybody's talking about it. I'm like, there we go. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Such a great show. But yeah, yeah all what was I saying? Futurama's great. Watch it. That's what I was saying. There you go. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Loved the rewatch. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much for being here this week and talking nerd talk and animation and all the crazy things about Futurama with me. Yeah. Yeah. This was a lot of fun.
Yeah. And um, I have more nerd things coming up, as you know. So you'll definitely be back on and we'll definitely be talking more nerd things and laughing at stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually you'll have to get, you'll, you'll have to tell me that it's too much, but until then I'm going to keep uh, showing up on your podcast. So. Yay. Okay. (laughs) I'm all right with it for now. I'm a thin ice. Uh, well, that's it for this episode of Off My Shelf. Until next time, you can follow along on Instagram and Twitter at Oh My Shelf, or you can send an email to ohmyshelf at gmail.com. On the next episode, we'll be talking about another odd combination of films, Galaxy Quest, and Garden State. Hope you'll be here to listen.